Hey everybody. What's up guys? And we're here. And gals? I, I like it. I like the distinction. And dogs? And cats. I don't care. Do we have any feline listeners out there? You're Wild welcome. animals? Listen, you're welcome. <laughs> we're here. We're here. Um, so what is your day like today? Do you have a luncheon soon? I do. So, um, as you know, but I'll share with our friends uh, that may be listening, our church uh, has recently kind of paired up our staff members with our elders or shepherds, as we call them. Uh, just kind of do one-to-one, just have somebody that you can talk to and uh, mentor you a little bit. And so I'm getting together with Brother Bill today. I'm looking nice. forward to a little lunch with him, a little chat, a little hangout. Awesome. Well, the reason I'm asking is because we, we had horrible storms oh, here yeah. last night. Um, like road closed. Like I was, I was showing Twitter last night. And I was like, we can't leave our house. Yeah. You go this way, trees down this way. The bridge is flooded. Um, anyways, all that being said, the Birmingham Barons home opener was canceled yesterday. <laughs> They're doing a double header today. Oh, really? Yes. But the first game, get this, is at 445. In the afternoon? Yes. So when's the second game? After that. You'd think they're they'll only play doing, till midnight. You think they're only doing like seven innings. Uh, can they do that? Yeah, I think they can do that. I think they okay. do what they want. It's minor league ball. They can be like I mean, they have like So but it they like basically have like hot dogs pitching for them in like costumes and stuff. Like I, they, I, I get it. And I love and respect baseball. Uh and really like the Barons and love love Yeah. But like if you can just shave off a couple innings why are you going to all the trouble to play a doubleheader in one day? Like, just cancel one of those games. If it's just not that big a deal. Make, here's what they should do. Game one should be... All mascots. No, it should be a home run derby. That would be incredible. I would, I would go to that doubleheader and be like, sure. And be like, look, you pick five guys, five and five, right. four and four, whatever it is, and you when guys I, get 25 pitches each. The amount of home runs you guys hit between... That's the game. That's the game. That would be really and cool. And that's the opener, and that's your warm-up. Yeah. And then afterwards, you play a real game. You're ready game. to play. That's a way better idea than – Hey, Barons, I know you're two listening. Two janky seven-inning games. I don't know you're listening, but you should. Two janky seven-inning games. But you know about seventh inning, you're like, okay. Let me tell you how garbage the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings of that second game are going to be. Everybody's going to be ready to go home. Oh, Fans, absolutely. coaches, players, I wonder if the hot dogs. I wonder if it's like a one ticket. So mm-hmm. so I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I think today they're doing a doubleheader as well. They got canceled, but it's one ticket gets you into both games. I like that. I wonder if they're going to do that for the Barons. That's a lot of baseball, though. You get there at like <laughs> 11 and you stay till like 9? Yeah, that's a full day. That's, that's like me at our ballpark. <laughs> yes. Oh, my word. Uh, so those that are um, interested in how the Shades Mountain Park four and five T-ball Blue Jays are doing, uh, we had a game canceled last night. Yes, our final game is Saturday. Yes, we got the trophies. Everyone has gotten a game ball except for my son, and he cannot understand that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm the coach. You just gotta wait. Yes. You're gonna get a game ball, dude. I got like. 12 in this bucket like you can have you all, get all the them. game balls. yeah you get all the game balls but um he understand that he has to wait to get his um so we have a side conversation is are we gonna do pizza are we gonna have a party? Pizza I, party I, I don't know i don't know what we do Cookie cake it's hard to say it's hard to say i'm down for all that i'm sure our dugout moms have already been talking about it they've handled it this they're year. pretty incredible on top of it so anyways um uh, hey uh we have Two new updates. State stats. Boom. Let me, I think we have Iowa. I should have just checked. I checked last night. <laughs> now you look really frantic. I know. Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Heartland. Never been to Iowa. Me either. Uh, what's their, the Iowa? Um, caucuses. They're the Hawks. Oh, I said caucuses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not like the football team. Like the yeah. Iowa football team. The Haw- Hawkeyes? Hawks? The Hawks, yeah. And then like the tornadoes or something? Cyclones? Yeah, but the Hawks, isn't that where they have like the children's hospital yes. right Super there? Cool and they tradition. do the lights yes. and all that stuff. Yeah, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. I went down to Jacksonville, Florida and saw a Tennessee play Iowa in the something or other bowl. Tax Slayer yeah. bowl in Jacksonville back in 15 maybe? Yeah. 14? I don't even know what it back was. Back when bowls were still fun. Yes. Um, 
did that, but we got Iowa. Thanks, Iowa. Thanks for listening. We're happy to have you here. First in the nation, one of the last to this podcast. Wait, that's not right. I'm all over. First in the nation. In their caucus, like when they do a presidential election, like one of the like everybody focuses on Iowa because like you got to get off to a good start in the so, Iowa. So yeah, not first in the nation. Uh, <laughs> they weren't. No, you never know. They were. Uh, I think apparently, like their voting caucus deal, like is like 98 percent correct. So like whatever they vote typically wins the elections. Oh, and so that's why they go there because it's like. If, they, if you win this, that is usually a um, good sign, I believe, for the, like, the bigger presidential election. Cool. So I, I, think, I think that's why it's really big. Caucus. Sounds like carcass. Yeah. That's I, a, just a, uh, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. But there you go. We got that. All right. We got another. It's time for a, oh boy, it's oh, time for no, a Bible oh. Buffoon's Global Update. Bang, 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 bang. That, no, <laughs> that was not good. Um, but the country is. Yes. A new country. Yes. We got Mexico. Welcome, friends, to the and South. we are recording this Wednesday, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Better known as Cinco de Mayo. Yes. And so I, like many of you, this is going to be a little history lesson for you. <laughs> we were like, can we celebrate Cinco de Mayo and talk about, yay, Mexico, we got Cinco de Mayo. Because we didn't the, know what it was. Because like, we don't want to be rude. Yeah. We don't be rude. But from the quick Google search. Yes. And, 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 and if you already knew what Cinco de Mayo was about, I doubt you do. <laughs> but <laughs> if you do, um, it, it, it is a celebration in Mexico that uh, uh, that observes the army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla on May fifth, eighteen sixty-two. That's a long time ago. So they won against France. We don't have France's listeners, right. so we're Mexico. firmly on the Mexican side of this. In the Cinco war. de Mayo side, yes. We had Mexican night last night. We kind of had a little, a little Taco Tuesday. Yeah, we had. Well, some, uh, you guys weren't there like you normally were. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but we had some family members in. We had a little enchilada casserole. Mm-hmm. It was good. It's in, the, it's in the ballpark. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. Mm. Um, so celebrate and maybe tonight, I don't know, get some more chips and dip somewhere. Like, like that's <laughs> the only Mexican food. That's the American expression of Cinco de Mayo is, is eating, queso dip. eating vaguely Mexican food. Like gallons of queso dip yeah. and chips. Like, hey, we celebrate. Which I'm pretty sure queso dip is not actually Mexican food. That's just something they made up for Americans. I'm sure. Tex-Mex. Yes. Tex-Mex. Very different thing. Very. But half the, half there. <laughs> Tex-Mex. It's halfway it's there. Part, it's in there. It's in the name. Um, so, hey, if you're listening to Mexico, have you ever been to Mexico? I have been to Mexico. I have haven't you? been many places, but I've been to Mexico. Been. We went to Cancun. Mm-hmm. That's in Mexico, correct? Absolutely. Correct. We went. So, this is a whole other podcast I can do about this, but very quickly. My wife was big on Groupon. Like the Groupon getaways? Like the app, yes, years ago. Come on. We didn't have any money. Yeah, that's how was, you got to do it. And she was like, hey, we can go to an all-inclusive resort in Cancun, and it was $50 a couple a night. What now? Yes. And let me tell you this. <laughs> you get what you pay for. Because <laughs> I didn't know that like the Cancun that we know of, yeah. like basically started in like late 60s, early 70s, maybe. Yeah. So we're like, oh, I mean, there's always been Cancun, but like the touristy, all the hotels and stuff. Yeah. I think we stayed at the hotel that was built in 68. The first 68. one. It, like on the strip, we were like hotel two. Nice. It Water. When, they, when they say all inclusive, what did that actually mean for fifty dollars? I mean, it was food and drink and room and the beach and the pool and the games. I almost got in a fight with somebody playing water polo. Oh no! Hey, um, water polo is a vicious sport. So it is a vicious sport, but it's like guys and girls. There's like fifteen, twenty of us in the pool, kind of playing. They had like a guy being like, "This hey, is how you do it." No, like, hey, I'm a, I'm the uh, activities director. <laughs> and we're like, okay, and so I'm like, I'm down because I get bored just like sitting at a pool mary beth can read a book yeah and i'm like what can we do and they're like we're playing water polo i was like i'm down to play water polo did and you wear one of those nice little hats speedo and hats you had to wear it <laughs> i'm kidding um <laughs> so they had little goals set up and we're playing and we all kind of were under the agreement from like the f- the first second of like we're gonna play everyone at like 
35%. Dude, let's go easy. Hey, let's have fun. Throw it. There was one dude that was like, I want to be in the Olympics. Okay. He was also probably 97 beers in. Oh. It's also all-inclusive. Wow. And he was... He was ready to go. He was getting it. Like, jumping on... Like, he jumped on me, <laughs> and I threw him off, <laughs> and he, like was wrestling the ball and I was like, have the ball, buddy. And I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to die. Then I was like, I'm playing goalie from now on. Like <laughs> I'm just going to be back here in the back. Cause I don't want to mess with this guy. Um, and everyone else, we've eventually stopped it. We're like, Hey, we're done. Right. It's like getting out of hand. We saw the guy the next day, hat low glasses on. And he walked to the pool and it's basically the same amount of people at the yeah. pool. And he was like, sorry, everybody. <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> we're like, okay. Um, there, our roof was leaking. <laughs> It was, it was, it was bad. It was bad, but you get what you paid for. We got to get away. We just said, Hey, we're here together. Let's have fun. You're um, confirming my, my suspicions about the Groupon getaways. Yeah. Yeah. Especially to Cancun. Like, I don't know if you go somewhere else, but it, it was, Hey, I'm talking about it years later on a podcast. It was memorable. I guess so. I've had, you know, some vacations We're like, yeah, it's a vacation. This was at least memorable. Also got on a bus to go to dinner and we stayed on the bus for an hour and the bus stopped like in a neighborhood. And I was like, we're done. <laughs> and, and, and every time we would, we would stop at a stop, people would walk on and look at us and stop and go, what are you doing on this bus? <laughs> well, that was a look they gave us because we missed our stop. Yeah. I thought clearly there's more to Cancun for us to go eat than like the two blocks we were on. Yeah. We had to like talk to this guy, try to talk to this guy. And get back on a bus later and go back into town. I was so I was so mad. I was so defeated. I was so hungry. Um, anyways, <laughs> and then when I was in college, we went to uh, Monterey, Mexico, on a mission trip. Cool. We drove. Is Monterey like over there? Uh, you close to me. California? Uh, like the Baja Peninsula? No, it's cl it's it's closer to. No, it's not closer to Baja. No, it is more like Texas, straight down. Okay. Because uh, we kinda went to border, Houston, border townish kind of. No, deal. it's it's still. So we drove. It's a twenty-four hour drive. A what now? Twenty-four hour drive from Nashville. So we drove to Houston twelve hours, and then we drove twelve hours south. On the way back, we didn't stop. Ooh. We had our bus driver sleep in the back and just rotate. They swapped out. Yes. So tw wild. twenty-four hours on a on a church bus. Like a church van bus? No, it was kind of like our bus. Okay. It wasn't a van van. It was more like a bus. Yikes. It was still bad. Yeah. But there were some smells. Monterey, Mexico. But it was fun. We did VBS for the kids. It was awesome. Helped build some bathrooms. and stuff. I don't know. Nice. It was great. So, welcome. We like Mexico. Mexico. You are with us. So, thank you. Stay with us. So, as... I, I in looking at... At, like the locations that listen, I was surprised. You know, my my assumption is is that we will have somebody pop up in Mexico and they'll check it out and they'll listen one time. But like people aren't really coming back. I looked back at like our last seven days and we had like ten countries that listen. Yeah, so that means we actually have people in Hong it's Kong and just, the Philippines that are listening. It's to not this. just the one off. Or they're right. like, "What's this? We're done." Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. I was glad I looked at that. That's pretty cool. And you also, as we walked in here, goes, hey, we should have like a list of all these people. And I'm like, the Google Doc that we share. The Google Doc I, that I, have I should all be looking at. the countries at. and lists. So I think we're on like 17 countries 17 and countries, 37 37 states. states. We're getting there. That's fun. We're getting there. So literally, you can just get a microphone and start putting stuff out there and People will happens. listen. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. Then I talk to people, you know, randomly that I meet. Like, oh, you have a podcast? Yeah. I met some guy here at church, last name Shepherd. forgot your first name, my bad, uh, but his dad lives in Australia, and I was like, I think your dad's one of our listeners, and he's like, what, you have a podcast? So maybe we'll get him. We're going to get a new listener in Birmingham via Australia. I mean, via me, I told him about it. Well, but it's more fun to think about it the other No, that's true. It, it went through Australia and then came mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. him. I'm down. I am down. Well, hey, so last week we hit on Ephesians 3. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, we kind of gone through it. We're going to wrap up that today. Um, there's not much more, but we also gave ourselves a homework assignment, mm -hmm. a little homework assignment on um, Ephesians 3, uh, I think verse 10. 
I believe. 10 through 12 10, 10 through 12 Let me pull it up. 10 through 12 And it was at the end of our podcast, and we said, hey, we don't know much about this. We're going to do a little bit of homework on this. Um, just as a, as a um, ground-level statement, um, we do not know us, us being ministers, mm. uh, uh, us being fathers, us being adults. There's a lot humans. in the, humans. <laughs> there's a lot in the Bible that we just don't know. Yeah. So, so when it talks about like the heavenly realms and you hear these kind of words and, and spirit and the evil one and all these things, we know a little bit from the Bible, but there's a lot of stuff we just don't know yet. Yeah. And I think that we have to be okay and comfortable saying, I don't know. Right. And I'll try to figure it out, but there's some things we don't know. It will all be revealed to us at one point, mm -hmm. but we don't know it now. Yeah, man, that goes back to the conversation that we kind of camped out on last week. Yeah. It's like mystery, yeah, a lot like, of mystery. Um, and I think that that mystery can be a little daunting to people, especially uh, in the context of their faith. Like, I want to know, I want to know everything. But uh -huh. especially when you start talking about things that are outside of our realm, outside of our earthly sort of situation here, when you're talking about uh, the heavenly realm and spiritual beings and even even getting on into really specific details of what is going to oh, yeah. happen when we die, the afterlife, all that stuff. Like there are lots of smart people that have studied this stuff for their whole lives and have come up with different conclusions. Yeah. And so we can, we can give it our best shot and, and, and it's fun to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's, there's definitely some mystery and we should, like we talked about, embrace that and, 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 and marvel at God's awesomeness that he's so big and so complicated and awesome that we, we're just not going to understand it fully. Well, and we, yeah. And we like to have all of the, like all the knowledge and all the things just so, Hey, I want to know I'm doing it right and right. know what's going on and know what atmosphere and know what realm I'm working in. It's like, we don't know that. And again, there's, multiple multiple people that have studied this forever and they come with similar and sometimes different things mm -hmm. that's okay yeah like because they're just also going back to what the scripture says right and trying to piece what mm -hmm. is you know really talked about about these things and so well you know just to tag on to that it's like a we're reading ancient text not in our language in different language and often especially when we're talking about these letters from paul we're reading one side of a two-sided conversation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it's like God has given us everything we need to find him uh, and to put our hope in him and to have salvation in Christ. Be secure in that. Be confident that, in that. That we do know. Yes, we can absolutely point you to <laughs> right and wrong in that way. Yes. But, but when you're digging into the complexity of all these different issues and all these different uh, sayings and, and, you know, especially stuff about, you know, spiritual beings, there's a lot of mystery, a lot of mystery. And that's what, and there's, you know, people that, um, get stuck and dwell and I, I don't know every little thing mm. that's, that's not, you have to be okay with saying, I don't know, mm -hmm. but what do I know? Right. I know that Jesus came yep. from God died on the cross, lived mm. a perfect life, died on the cross for me, for my salvation. And that salvation is a free gift for every single person on this earth. Mm. No, uh, you know, which was the mystery that mm. it wasn't Jew or Gentile. It's for every single person and that we are to love him and love other people. It's like, okay, I have now my foundation and mm -hmm. my house built on what I need to live by. There's a lot of stuff outside that I don't really get. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change my faith. Yeah. Um, and also the definition of faith is like, you don't know everything. You have yeah. to have faith that, yes, there is outside things at work. There are spiritual things at work that I just don't know about. Yeah, man. And, and uh, you just sum that up beautifully. Oh, thank that, you. That, what you just said is the core of what it means to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think often we spend most of our time arguing about, debating over these other things that are important for sure, but the things that we've come to different conclusions on, 
when we should be spending more time focusing on what actually brings mm. us together, and that's Jesus. And not, you know, we're just, this is just a, an extension of the conversation we had last time, but yeah, that's part of that beautiful mystery of the kingdom of God. All right. So in uh, Ephesians 3, what would we say, 10? Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.10. Uh, uh, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord and him. And through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Uh, and so that was your 12. And so what we really kind of landed on last week was this idea of what does it mean about the, the, the goal of the church um, that we are to help and to make the authority or uh, the rulers and authorities in, in the heavenly realms, them kind of understand God's purpose. Mm. Um, and reading this, I did some, some, did some homework on this. I found an article written by John Piper in 1981. And I always try to find the newest articles, <laughs> right? But then I thought... I don't know if a lot has changed since 81 <laughs> and 2021, you know, when it comes to this, but I think he put it so greatly. So all my notes, I, th- these are not my notes. These are John Piper's notes um, from that, but he talked about, and he kind of set the frame of, um, we, we are so tunnel visioned in the church of, 2021 mm. and in the church of Birmingham yeah, or Alabama or the American church, we kind of where like our setting, if you're in Mexico, you have a different frame. Mm-hmm. If you're in Hong Kong, you have a different frame. But right. for us, you get caught up in your church setting as like, okay, well, well, this is it. Yeah. Um, and you may know, well, no, there's churches, it's God, he's everywhere, but we are really focused on what's happening at this address or in this city. And he says, this is just like a piece of dust compared to the sun. Mm. Like it is so small. And then he goes, well, then you look at the problems and you look at the arguments and you look at the global church. This is still like a blade of grass in a field. Mm. You're like, okay, (laughs) it's even bigger. And what he's really saying is that there is so much more in the heavenly realms in the spiritual side that we don't even think of. And I think for us, and also this question, which I think we asked weeks and weeks ago, like, do you ever think about on a daily basis, the heavenly and spiritual realm? Hmm. Does that pop into your head on a regular basis? Hmm. I will say no. Yeah. I mean, when I read these verses, I'm like, okay, cool. Right. And then, you know, and then when we read about, well, like the evil ones, like, oh, there's a devil. There's an active devil. Okay, I got it. But I don't think about the vast um, measure and uh, uh, magnitude of everything. Mm. My little small brain cannot really think about it and comprehend it in a way. Yeah. But I never think about it. Yeah. Like, I never think about the heavenly realm. Yeah, well, I... I don't think you're alone in that. I I don't really either, unless we're doing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really easy for us to do. Um, I think most people, me and you included, kind of walk around with this idea that we're the star of our own story. Oh, of course. You know, and like our life is this movie. Truman and, Show. Yeah. And, and we're it. And uh, to consider how small we are, uh, even, even in our current reality, uh, kind of squashes that idea. But to consider that God has been telling the story forever and it will continue long after we're gone forever. Yeah. Um, is something that I think is one really hard to get your mind around to. And, uh, it's, uh, puts you in your place a little bit to know that, you know, you're, you're, you're just a part of a very long story. Um, well, and that's also not to, and that's also not to diminish what we're doing here. Mm. So it's not to look at it and go, Hey, you're just this speck of dust compared to the sun. It's like, well, then I'm nothing. Well, no, 
You're a vital role in the church and the kingdom building in God's story now. Yeah, what's crazy about it is in the same breath that we can talk about our lives being a vapor uh-huh. or we're we're dust. Yeah. You know, we come from dust and we're going <laughs> to return to dust. God chose people to be the center to to be yes. sort of the theater in which yes. this drama is is playing out and how has God moved and worked primarily through history it's been through people uh acting in faith you know towards that God and uh so it's like there's a little bit of two sides of a coin there it's like one we have to acknowledge uh that we are a small part of a long story but that small part was worthy for Jesus to die for. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, good. good. So don't don't count yourself insignificant. Like Romans Romans 12, you know, view yourself with that sober self-assessment. Understand who and what you are in both of those aspects. Yeah, like be be humble in who you are. Right. But also know that you play an important role. Yeah, absolutely. In the kingdom um of God. And so so as we kind of talk about this, so some of the translations say it's the, it's the principalities and powers. So you, you hear about the rulers, you know, and just what I read, it says the principalities and powers. And some, some translations back and forth mean that that is the rulers and the Antichrist. And we kind of use that word and go, well, that's kind of a strong word at the end. But what, what John Piper kind of put forward was that this means the devil and his minions mm. and his and all the fallen angels and the people that follow him. And so for this, I then look and go, okay, so our job is to be witnesses to them about the church, the church's role, the greater body of the church, us, that, that one of our roles is that we are to witness to them that you still belong to God. Mm. And that um, how we work. And then in this, it also puts back and forth that um, that this is kind of a battle. Yeah. And so, with, you know, so you might hear about spiritual warfare mm. is, a, is a phrase that's been around forever, like this spiritual warfare, warfare deal. Again, I don't think about that a lot. Yeah. That's not something that I spend a lot of time thinking of, and maybe I should think more of. Yeah. Um, when you talk about Paul and in his writings mm. of saying, hey, there is this active war going on between good and evil, and you are in the middle of it. They yeah. are fighting for you. God is fighting for you to live your life for him, to serve him, to love him, to embrace him, to push his message, to push the, to push the message of hope and love and all those things. And then you have this other side of the spiritual warfare of Satan and the evil one and whatever you want to call him and all of his uh, minions is what I keep using. Like not like the movie minions, but, <laughs> but right. So this deal of like, they're, they're actively trying to get you not to do that. Yeah. And we're stuck in this battle of not only should we live this life to show God's love to the people that we're around, mm. but also show God's love to the evil ones that are stopping us from doing it, yeah. that we are witnesses to them, that we are trying to push them aside and, and do that. And that gives us a bigger, um, I think a bigger challenge. I think that it holds more weight into what we're here to do. Mm. Yeah. I think Paul here is echoing, uh, Eli- Elisha, mm. uh, in the story. And, uh, Second Kings. So if you remember, Elisha's at Dothan, and I'm kind of coming off the cuff here, but they're surrounded by this army, and uh, I believe it's Elisha's like attendant or his his assistant. One of his guys is freaking out, and he's like, we're about to die. (laughs) And Elisha's like, you can't see what's about to happen. But then he prays. He says, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. And all of a sudden, this guy has a vision of so there's this army that surrounded Dothan, but all around this army is this angelic 
force mm-hmm. that's about to just completely wipe them out. I think Paul is is reminding the Ephesians. Oh, good. Be aware that there's a lot more going on around you than you have any idea about. And this yeah. isn't the only time Paul mm-hmm. uses this kind of language. He he's repeatedly reminding in all these different letters people to remember uh, that they are actors in in the stage and that there are forces at play that they can't see but they definitely need to be aware of absolutely yeah that's and that's such a good i would love to have that switch on our eyes Mm. and see what else is going on around us and that would help put things you know huge into perspective for me Mm. Um, but that's also part of the mystery and that's also part of the faith of like, I can't see what's going on, yeah. but I know that God is with me yeah. and I know that he is working in ways that I don't even see. And, you know, and we tell people that when we pray for them, this, you know, and there's certain circumstances where like God works in ways you don't even know. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, think, think back and remember this time, you know, in the future of like, oh, wow, God did help me in certain areas that yeah. I didn't know how that worked out, but it worked out for his glory and it worked out for better. Mm. Um, and we could put that to him and we could put that to his angel armies. Right. And we could put that there. I think, uh, you know, important to, to note here, when you start talking about some of this stuff, especially some of this mysterious, and especially when you start talking about evil mm-hmm. forces, uh, that can get people a little upset, uh, a little afraid. Um, but if you are in Christ, you have every in tool alone. at your disposal yeah. to be protected from these things. And that uh, God doesn't leave you to the whims of these evil forces. In Christ, you can put on that. And I know you've, you've got some stuff on this. Uh, it comes up a little later in Ephesians. But yeah. you, you get the spiritual armor. Yeah, that's what we're talking um, about here. So, through yeah. some, some practices and, and some, some ways of being and thinking that protect you from these evil forces. Really, the people that are at risk um, from these evil forces are the folks that are outside of Christ. And, and, uh, because they don't they know don't, and they don't have, uh, uh, not that they don't have the access to it, mm-hmm. they don't have the knowledge Mm-hmm. And they don't have the um, the name, <laughs> yeah, right. The name of Jesus is powerful. And, yes, and and to to put your life and your body and your well being under the name of Jesus is real and significant and offers you protection from from these things. And I think that's what Paul's Paul's talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you know, we, you know, we like to be practical and I think Paul does a really good job at this. And I think Paul's very, very practical, especially in this book. Mm. Um, very practical on here's how you should live. Here's how you should do. So if you jump ahead to Ephesians six, uh, many, many VBSs have been done on Ephesians six, <laughs> um, on the armor of get some, God, get some armor. Yeah. You get the armor of God. Um, but if you do this, he says for our struggle, this is verse 12, six, 12, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. It's the same language. Yep. So, you know, <clears throat> we're supposed to be witness to them. He says, but our battle is against them, mm. not against each other. We think it's against each other. Yes. <laughs> but he was like, our true battle is yeah. not against the church down the road mm. or this other religion. It, it, it's, it is against the evil ones, um, what do you say, in the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. So he says, verse 613, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. And so then he says, all right, so I just said, here's the armor of God. (laughs) What is it? How do you put it on? What is the armor? (laughs) I got it. And whenever I think about this, what, like, I immediately think of, like, um, the movie Gladiator. Yeah. Right? Like, Strapping up. Yeah. Well, let's go. And I think about, like, you know, when I played football, it's like, you put on yeah. the thigh pads, you put on your shoulder pads, you put on the helmet, you put on your cleats, and you're like, now I'm ready to go to fight. And I mm. think the analogy that Paul's using is what they would have known of, like, the Gladiator, same here, of 
no, you're about to go to battle. Mm -hmm. You're about to go to war. Mm -hmm. You need to protect yourself. So how do you protect yourself? Verse 14, it says, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith um, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm. So we kind of have in this, right, we have the uh, belt of truth, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, and pe uh, yeah, uh, that uh, your feet fitted with uh, the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, um, your shield of faith, uh, and then also the helmet of salvation and the sword um, of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm. So he has this deal. So he says, hey, you want to know how to fight against it? You got to have your salvation. Mm. You need to know God's word. You need to be ready. Mm. Like, don't be passive in this. Be ready to know that every day you're going to be fighting the evil one. Yeah. And just having this truth about it. Um, and I think here, so I think, okay, well, when I was playing football in, in high school, like I, our game time was 7.30 on Friday nights. I know when it was. Yeah. I know who we were playing. I know who we were against. I know that I'm putting on my armor. And for this four quarters, I am battling. Mm-hmm. But we don't have that today. Yeah, it's not just well. Sunday morning, nine o'clock is our time to battle. I'm gonna put on my my let's, slacks. Let's go. I got my, my button up. I, I got my slacks of righteousness. <laughs> I got my blazer of truth. I got uh, my bolo tie of faith. I don't know. I want to say bolo tie, uh, right? So right, like I'm ready to go to church. I got my Bible. I, I got my sword. Yeah, but it's every single day. Yeah, um, and in this. So then you think, okay, when do we battle? Mm. When do we battle the evil one? Mm. And I think that the devil, that the evil one, that the powers at be in the heavenly realms and the authorities are trying to um, infiltrate, if you use a war term, every aspect of our life. Mm. They try to use our relationships. Mm -hmm. They try to use our inventions, our technologies. They try to use um, everything that we have going on in our life to pull us away from God. Mm. Um, you know, we talked before about churches in a silo deal where God isn't like Sunday mornings, mm -hmm. we're done. That it's every part. God is in every aspect of your life and the evil one wants to be in every aspect of your life. And so this takes a, um, this takes like this readiness, you know what he says, right? So this takes like this readiness of being like, okay, when I wake up this morning, I'm going to go to battle against the evil one. Yeah. I don't know what it means today. Mm. It can be with my wife. It can be, you know, it could be in our relationship where, where the devil wants to creep in and so doubt and hostility and anger, or it can be in your own faith walk, or it can be in technology with your phone or your computer. It can be whatever it may be. Yeah. But he gives us practical ways to say, here's how you get ready for it Yeah. and fight against it. Yeah. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head kind of when you started this, it's like, I think one of the main strategies of the evil forces that are working in our lives is to convince us that we're not a part of any battle. Our lives are boring and mundane and we really don't, there's nothing that we can do or need to do to do anything different. I don't, I don't think that the evil one wants us to worship him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think that's the case. Now, I mean, there may be a case in that, <laughs> but I really think he wants you to be like, you're good. Don't continue yeah. to walk any further with Christ. Don't better that. Why do you need that? You are good where you're at. Yeah, and I, I think distraction yeah. is a major weapon. And uh, really, if we can just be distracted enough to not even be aware of God's movement in our lives mm -hmm. and, and what our responsibility is, that's a win. Oh, absolutely. For evil. Absolutely. Uh, so this is a mindset to, to wake up and to pray, pray a prayer where you say, God, I want to put on your belt of truth today. I want to secure my 
armor with your truth. I want to put on readiness the righteousness the of Christ yeah. on my chest and say that that's my identity. That's who I am. I'm going to take up the shield of faith because I know that the enemy is going to be firing these flaming arrows these darts at me today to try to knock me down, to distract me. And I'm going to protect myself because I believe in who you say you are. I'm going to be in your word because that's my offense. So the yeah. faith is my defense. Your word is my offense. So, so that when the lies are coming, I've got truth that counteracts and fights mm -hmm. back against mm -hmm. all that. And then the salvation on your head, man, I think of that as like, be aware Take your thoughts captive. Scripture tells us to take every thought captive and mm -hmm. submit it to like the throne of God. So that means in Christ, in your identity, be aware of your thoughts, be aware of your mindset and be ready to, to view everything through this lens of Christ, mm -hmm. man. And it's just like if you wake up and, and that's your mindset that you are entering into a spiritual battlefield where you've got a role to play, that's a very different thing than to wake up, roll out of bed, get on your phone, think kids at school my I life got a is meeting, so boring I got a podcast I got to record today yeah. and, you, and your mind just starts going of like and I do the same thing like yeah. I wake up and it's like what's on my calendar what's the weather like yeah. let me some emails is anything I need to know right now yeah and then you then the ball is already rolling yep and then it's like oh it's eleven thirty. I need to go to bed <laughs> all right distract 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 yeah and to man and you put it so great uh, of just like this mentality of you wake up and go we're going to battle and mm -hmm. that and that can be scary and that's mm -hmm. like man I, I, you know i'm not ready to go to battle every single day yeah. well, you, well you should be yeah like that's not a question mm. um, and the more that you realize that of being proactive and not reactive and mm. not, Oh, where's my belt? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> where's my sword? I don't know where it's at. Like, no, be ready. Right. Right. Is that what it says? The a readiness. Yeah. Right. Like the shoes, ready. Like be ready, yeah. be on guard, be aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that, um, you will also see the glory of God in that. Yeah. You, you, you also learn about his protection and his will for your life. Um, and I believe when you are, are, are on guard for that, that you will start to see God's movement in your life and you can see where he's working and not working and it will open your eyes, mm. maybe not to the full heavenly realm of what's going on right. and all the powers that be, but you can start seeing a little bit of like, okay, yeah, I see what's at work here and I see my role here Yep, uh, to, to work against and to um, fight because it is a fight worth fighting, right? Mm. Like, it, it, it is worth me to get up and do this for my kids. Mm, yeah. And for my wife and yeah. for myself and for my friends and for my church and for our students. Like, it, it, that is a worthy cause. Yeah. So what, you know, better way to wake up and be like, let's go. Hey, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> uh, that's, that's something that I like to say. If you're, if you're yeah. waiting until a crisis occurs to be prepared for it, you're too late. Yeah. You've got to put, you've got to do the things that make you a healthy, happy follower of Jesus daily. That goes back to that rule of life, mm -hmm. knowing what's important and making sure that you're doing those things because the bad stuff's going to come. You got to, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Well, I think, uh, you know, yesterday we had some storms, a lot of rain fell, but there was, um, a tornado two days ago that went through Atlanta a little bit, yeah. hit that way. And, and just here in Alabama, we're in the season of tornadoes. Right. And shout out, love to get James Spann to be a listener <laughs> of this. Uh, if you know James Spann, then you know James Spann. That's right. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. He's the weatherman forever. Like, <laughs> he's just awesome. Um, but Spann always talks about, like, hey, do you have your helmet ready? Do you have your safe place ready? Do you have your flashlight ready? Do you have some water and some food ready? Do you have an area to go? Do you have a way to listen to know? Like, and he always talks about like, you know what you said, like be prepared and be ready. Don't mm. be the last minute being like, I need to get stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think about this too. Like, are you ready to face the day in the storms that come and no, no, I already got my people around me. Mm. I already got God's word around me. I already got things that are going to help me and protect me and whatever life storm may be, yeah. you know, today. And I'm ready for it, yep. which I'm not one of these people. And I don't know if you are, I don't think you are. Are you a doomsday prepper? I am not. No. Okay. Where you have like, 
I got enough food for seven years in this bunker. Can have <laughs> no, this. I don't okay, have like this dry food that we can eat for. You know what I do have though? It's a shade of that. I've got axes, n- tons I, of axes. I have, I have enough. Just because I, I read something one time, I have enough bottled water put away for my family to make it a full week. Yeah. If it all goes bad, so at least for a week. We've got water, and then I do have like this emergency food bucket, MRE type deal, kinda. It's all freeze dried, and it'll last for hundred years or something like that. Um, But it's just like you know, if if stuff really does turn, yeah, I don't have to worry about food or water. I can focus on other other things. things. Yeah, I don't know. That's a little bit of preppery, (laughs) but. It well, just sits in the back of my garage, and I don't think about it, but it's there in case it ever goes down. Well, I'm down. about to go to Sam's today and get a bunch of <laughs> water and some food. I, I, I did like a, a calculator thing. It was like, I've got five people. This is how much water you need for like cooking, drinking, you know, bathing. Oh, wow. So it's it's legit. Yeah. There you go. Come on. Well, I'm glad that you live right. But you'll like push me out. Like, no, I have enough for my family. Well, that's the <laughs> you can't come over. That's the thing. You know, following Jesus is like, well, five people come over. Well, that goes in my plan. There goes because I'm going to share. You know. Yeah. Well, then I'll get some more water so we can share it to other people. There you go. We'll be on that. We'll take care of the neighborhood. There we go. Um, but yeah, just be just being ready. Mm. Um, being ready for the evil one and for your day. Um. And like what you said earlier, like this could be kind of scary and daunting mm. for people. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, there's, there's a battle going on. There's a battle going on for your soul. Mm. And that's big. Mm-hmm. And God is doing his part. God has done his part. But he's continuing to walk with you and put people in your life and put these things. Like he's already done 98% of the work. Yeah. 99.9% of the work in sending his son. Mm. Um. He wants you, this is so great. He, he, um, he doesn't want you to focus on salvation. I'm making this up right now on top of my head, <laughs> but he is, and this may be not theologically sound, but this is what I'm thinking of right now. So stop me if you're like, you're way off, buddy. Um, he doesn't want you to think about your salvation. He says, I got that salvation. Mm. It's done. Mm. Jesus already done it. I want you to worry about loving me and loving other people. Yeah and working on that and working on creating this environment and atmosphere of where you live to continue to grow the kingdom of God. That's your job. Mm. Like you're not going to work enough to get salvation. So we're not working for salvation. We got that. Mm -hmm. We have given our life to Christ. Um, Dunzo. He says, now I want you to work on loving me more and more every day, seeing who I am, loving me more and loving those around you. And so that's the battle. Mm. So the battle is not fighting for my salvation check mark we already got that but the evil one doesn't want you to get closer and closer to your to your life and to your love with him mm. and to those around you mm. he'd rather you not right um and and that's your battle so when you wake up every day saying how can i fall more in love with jesus how mm. can i see him more every day how can i see the glory and riches of god every day that's a that's a fun day <laughs> right like when that's your mentality yeah of that and then just know that you need to wear the armor mm, yeah and do that I, I think i think you hit it I, I would say that victory over these forces has already been accomplished it's up to yeah. us to accept that victory oh good you know yeah and then and then bring as many folks along with us in that as we can and that's what you're talking about loving god and loving other people and that, that acceptance of victory, it, uh, again, is a surrender. Mm. I don't have to do, like, I don't have to be perfect. Mm. That doesn't mean I don't not have to try to be perfect. I don't <laughs> have to just go the opposite direction. But it's a true surrendering to his will. Yeah. Victory's done. Okay. And then, God, if you're already the winner of it, then I'm, then I'm surrendering to you mm. and to what you want me to live and what you want me to be. And then again, fighting the evil one where he says, no, you need to do better. You need to do more. You are worthy of more. Just why, give up. Why, why are you worshiping him when you should worship yourself? Mm. When, when the main goal is you, this is your life. This is you, that you're the number one. I think that's where the evil one comes into play when God's like, no, 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 I'm the one. Just follow me. Mm-hmm. And just acknowledge that. 
And that's where that fight, you know, comes with distractions. It comes with everything else. Mm-hmm. Humility, pride, all, all, all of the things. Yep. In that. Absolutely. Ephesians 3, man. We still didn't get through the end of it. Well, it's close enough. I'll just say one thing about the end of it. Okay. I have not spoken enough for you to have even noticed this probably, but this prayer at the end of Ephesians 3 is something that I say at the end of every time I get the opportunity to speak. I, I just Not like, on this podcast, though. No. Oh, you mean like Not in, on the podcast. Like if I'm doing a sermon or giving a talk or something like okay, that. Okay, okay, let's go. Because at the end it says a prayer for the Ephesians, and that's... And I think we could just we could just end it here. I can just read this prayer, and I want you all, I want you, Justin, yeah. to take this prayer and, okay. and, and lean into it for the rest of your day. Folks out there listening... Listen to this prayer. This prayer is for you and uh, for all those who are part of this great mystery of God's church. Because this prayer is in response to that mystery Mm -hmm. that he just talked about. He says, because of this mystery, for this reason, I kneel before the Father for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. And I love this. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width and Mm -hmm. height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. That's a prayer. There, yeah, it is. That's a prayer. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to wrap up Ephesians I've, 3. I've read that prayer probably hundreds of times, yeah. and it gives me chills every, every time, time I read it. I love it. Um, yeah, we could spend another episode <laughs> next month or two on the prayer <laughs> Ephesians 3. Uh, man, isn't God's word awesome? Like it we is. could spend so much time in these chapters and just kind of go down deep. Well, uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed it. We hope that you guys enjoyed uh, um, uh, episode 38. 38. I always ask because I'm like, house. I don't know. 38 in the house. Hey, this Sunday, if you're listening to this, this will be Thursday. This Sunday is Mother's Day. Oh, happy Mother's so Day. So for all the daddies listening, it's Mother's Day, guys. <laughs> Take care of mama this week. Take weekend. care of mama, your mama, your wife, whatever it may be. Take care of them. Yes. Just know you have a little heads up. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's already been on your radar. Yes. Get that. So shout out to Iowa. Shout out to Mexico. Shout out to you guys listening. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, the Bible Buffoons at gmail.com uh, or on Instagram at Bible Buffoons. Uh, hit us up there. Love to hear from you. Subscribe, review, rate, share. All that stuff. Just be blessed. Be blessed by God's word. We hope that we did it justice today. Talk to you next time. See you guys. Bye.